chapter 8. Mark chapter 8. I, um, if you feel like I'm hesitating, I am a little bit. Feeling after the Lord. Sometimes he might want you to preach something you don't have written down. But in Mark chapter 8, verse 1, it says, In those days, the multitude being very great and having nothing to eat, Jesus called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. I wish I was that good of a teacher that somebody stick with me three days without anything to eat. And if I send them away hungry to their homes or to their houses, they will faint on the way for some of them have come from afar. Then as people answered him, how can one satisfy these people with bread here in the wilderness? He asked them, how many loaves do you have? And they said, seven. So he commanded the multitude to sit down on the ground and he took the seven loaves and gave thanks, broke them, and gave them to his disciples to set before them and they set them before the multitude. They also had a few small fish and having blessed them, he said to set them also before them. So they ate and were filled and they took upon and they took up seven large baskets of leftover fragments. Now those who had eaten were about 4,000 and he sent them away immediately go into the boat and immediately got into the boat with his disciples and came to the region of Manutha. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 familiar passage of scripture says, now to him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Praise God. Power that works in us. Amen. I'd like to title this today, Just Expecting the Unexpected. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Expecting the unexpected. How many come expecting something today? Amen. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Now, I want to emphasize this morning what's not in this text more than what is in this text. Is that okay? Now, Jesus taught these people for three days. They've had nothing to eat for three days. How's that? How, well, you don't have to answer this, but if you've ever gone on a three-day fast, it's not easy. It takes about three days just to get all that sugar and caffeine out of your system. But here they had been with him for three days and had eaten nothing yet there's something in this text it doesn't say it but I want to bring it out I don't see anybody 
in this story asking Jesus or expecting Jesus to feed them. I don't find it. They didn't ask for anything. Yet we serve a compassionate, loving Savior who knows your needs this morning, the Bible says, before you even ask Him. There wasn't a McDonald's down the road in those days. And there wasn't a Burger King, if you like Burger King. There was no fast food restaurants. And Jesus was concerned that some would faint on the way going home because of their lack of nourishment. They never asked him, but he fed them anyways. Amen. Jesus fed, the Bible says, over 4,000 that day with seven loaves and a few fishes. Folks, when you serve Jesus, now let me say this with some emphasis this morning. When you serve Jesus, you can expect some unexpected things to happen to you. Now oftentimes we think negative about that. But I'm here to tell you, positively, we can expect some unexpected things when you are about God's business. Somebody shout amen. How many has ever had unexpected things happen to you? You know what you need to do, mom and dad, for your kids sometimes when they're good? Sometimes when our kids are good, we often ignore them. Or we just, you know, we're glad for it. But we just kind of take it for granted. Boy, you're smiling, Shelby. Yes. He's got this. He's preaching. He's preaching to my mama right now. He's saying. <laughs> but, but sometimes, you know, they're just being good. And, and then sometimes they... Oh, I don't know. Maybe they should put some cotton in your ears. I don't want you to hear what I've got to say right now. But sometimes you get to, you know, it's the bad kid that gets all the attention. Don't wait till your kid turns bad to give them some attention. Mom and dad, they need attention before they go bad. Take them fishing before they go bad. Can somebody shout amen? But sometimes we just have this human nature in us. Well, things are going good. So it makes us get lazy. And we take for granted. Well, they're going to be good. Don't take it for granted. But, but bring, do something for them that they don't expect you to do. I was talking to my dad, uh, not yesterday, but the day before. And, and called him. And you know that he has dementia. And, uh, but mom says he sees me on television all the time. <laughs> he says, there's Andy, you know. And, and uh, but getting off the phone, he just said, Andy, you've been a good boy. All right, all right, all right. A good boy. 
I said, that's because I had a good dad. Told me, because I had a good dad. Amen. Praise God. But I remember my dad one time. I, I wasn't expecting this. He brought home to me a little beagle puppy. Oh, my good. I named that beagle puppy. It was a female. I named her Ethel. <laughs> I was the happiest. I don't know if I was 10 or 11 years old. I was just, I was just the happiest boy in the world. I had my own beagle. Now, beagles are good hunting dogs. And uh, I was going to train that dog to be a good hunting dog, though I didn't know anything about hunting myself. But, but I'd take a, a piece of food and I'd run it along the floor and, and then I'd hide it. And, and that beagle would smell, oh, and she'd find that piece of food. You know, she was good. And then all of a sudden, Ethel started getting sick. Started swelling up and I didn't know what was wrong with her. And... and uh, she was dying. I, didn't, I wasn't aware of it at the time, but she was dying. She had worms is what she had. And uh, we just didn't believe really in taking animals to vets back then. And uh, I say believe. It's just there wasn't, you know, you don't spend your money on vets. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And not, not that we were cruel or anything. It just, and, and I remember I was so desperate. She was she was breathing heavy and I didn't know what to do and we never called our parents at work we you know we weren't supposed to bother our parents when they were at work but dad was at work and I was so desperate I called dad at Tarek's General Motors and and I said dad I think Ethel's dying and and I and he said give her two aspirin <laughs> two aspirin <laughs> so I gave I gave her two aspirin like he said and and she uh now, I'm not trying to get gross, but she threw up those worms. And I, thought, I said, my dad did it, you know. But she died anyway. So anyway, <laughs> she died. And it broke my heart. I cried. It just, it just broke my heart that that dog that my dad brought me died. And um, he must have, being a dad, you know, you hate to see your children hurt. And I didn't really know, but, but he must have told the man. Uh, in fact, I guess he did. He told the man who, we bought that dog for $15. And uh, he told the man that the dog had died. And the man said, you know what? He said, you bring your son out here. And I'm going to give him the mama of that puppy. And my dad come home and said, come on, son. And uh, he said, the, the man that gave you, uh, we bought uh, Ethel from, he's going to give you his mama. And I went out, and uh, her name was Duchess. And me and Duchess kind of grew up together. And she was a good hunting dog. And it was one of those unexpected things that dad did for Amen. And the Bible says that if we're able to give good gifts to our children, us being 
evil are able to give good gifts to our children. How much more does God want to give us good gifts? Hallelujah. Will you clap your hands to the Lord? Will you just praise him and thank him for all of his blessings? Amen. And I'm, I'm tired. Of, uh, I'm sorry for getting a little sentimental there, but it, it, it touches my heart even today to think my dad did that for me. God wants to do some unexpected things around here. Amen. And I have found that when you are about your father's business, when you are busy in the work of God, Amen. Then you can expect God to do some unexpected things in your life. Amen. You don't even have to ask him. It's not because we deserve it. It's not but it's because he loves us and we are his children. Hallelujah. Some of you don't believe that today. Some of you expect God to whip you when you're bad, but you don't expect him to bless you when you're good. Now, he does whip us when we're bad because he loves us. Amen. But let me tell you something. Every good gift comes down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variableness of turning. God is a consistent God. Amen. He's not in us. We don't have to worry about, well, is he in a good mood or is he in a bad mood? Or can I approach him or can I approach him today? The Bible says we can come boldly, everybody say boldly, to the throne of God. We can enter into that veil boldly, praise God, because we are his children. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, the Bible talks about a man that was laid at a pool for 38 years, crippled, waiting for an angel to stir the water, and the, whether it happened or not, I don't know, but the Bible says that they would wait for that angel to stir that water, and when that water would get stirred, whoever got in the water first got healed. boy you know I, at sometimes it's going to be rough for some people to get in that water and he had laid there waiting for his chance not one year not two years but for 38 years they took him there he was waiting on his miracle he expected it to come when the water got stirred. You know how we expect God to do things a certain way? I like some people who say, well, I don't want to get the Holy Ghost. I want to get the Holy Ghost dignified. I don't want to embarrass myself. You know, I've known people like that. And let me tell you what happens to them a lot of times. 
They're the ones rolling on the ground. <laughs> There's a lady one time, she says, I don't know about all that stuff getting touched by the Lord and, and all that. And she was telling this other lady in the church, I don't know about all that stuff getting touched by the Lord. And this lady said, and the pastor come, laid hands on her and prayed for her. She was just all over, just all over the place. <laughs> God can do it even when we don't expect it. I said God can do it even when we don't expect it. Hallelujah. Amen. And this man did not expect his healing that day. But Jesus came up to him and he just asked him a simple question. He said, Wilt thou be made whole? And the man, it's amazing, you know how well... I, it's just like asking someone, do you want the Holy Ghost? Well, I, I, well, uh, well, yeah. Uh, 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 it ain't, well, well's a deep subject. <laughs> Amen. It's yes or it's no. Praise God. And, and, and so this man said, well, uh, you know, uh, and he goes through this story about being there 38 years and how the water comes, but always somebody gets in the water before he does. So he, he misses his is healing and he goes on till Jesus kind of you know just says shut up just be quiet you know and then he says just take up your bed and walk <laughs> and he heals him that day he wasn't expecting it but it happened anyways amen <laughs> Some of us, we make excuses as to why something isn't going to happen. But sometimes if we would just shut up for a minute, amen, and we would just hear that small voice that God whispers in our ear to tell us sometimes, take up your bed and walk. Amen. Amen. God can do it. We need to expect the unexpected. I don't know how revival's coming. I just know it's coming, praise God. Hallelujah. And it's probably going to come how we don't expect it to come. Shout amen, somebody. Even the church has a hard time expecting God to do good things. Amen. In Acts... In the book of Acts, chapter 12, the Bible says Peter was cast into prison. And the church gathers together and starts praying for him. And the uh, Bible says that Peter's sleeping in that prison and an angel comes and smites him on the shoulder. Hey, wake up, wake up, Peter. And Peter's thinking he's dreaming. So a man I was working with last night, he said, he said, Andy, he said, how do you know when you're dreaming that that ain't, how do we know that's not real and, and this is a dream? I said, don't get too deep on me. It's too late. <laughs> don't go there. <laughs> but he says, my, he says, oh, my dreams are so vivid. Well, this this thing that was happening to Peter, he thought he was dreaming. And this angel, because he just wasn't expecting an angel to come. But it came anyways, didn't it? Because there was a church that was praying for him. And, and so 
he goes until he leaves that last gate and opens up on its own does Peter realize hey wait a minute this isn't a dream at all I'm out of prison amen and so so he he goes to the house Rhoda's house amen or, or Rhoda I don't know if it's her house but he goes to the house where Rhoda's at and they're all praying together and, and he knocks on the door and and she hears his voice and she gets just so excited she can't believe it and she goes to tell the other guys hey Peter's Peter's out there Peter's out there Peter's at the door and they said no no <laughs> no you like how people shoot down your dreams and your no no and and, and no it, it's his angel and and then we build big doctrines about the angel i've heard some men say well we must look like our angel and i've heard you know that well peter uh, they must have thought peter died and it was his spirit but really that word angel there means messenger and just like john sent when he was in prison he sent messengers to jesus they felt peter probably had sent a messenger to them an angel to them to maybe let them know how he's doing or a question that's why don't you think if they thought it was a supernatural being they would have gotten excited but they didn't they said no they played her off says no no that must be his angel and, and or his messenger but it wasn't his messenger it was peter praise god now get this they're praying for peter but they can't believe peter got delivered They didn't expect it. How many times do we pray for people and do things, but we really don't expect God to do anything. Amen. We go through the motions and, and we do it, but, but really, or if God's going to do it, he's, not, he's going to do it a certain way if he's going to do it. He may not do it the way you think he's going to do it, but bless God, he can do it his way anyway. And can I say this? Even your lack of faith can't stop him. Amen. Some of you may not be expecting God to fill this place up. Or for God to give us revival. Amen. Stick around. Because my God's going to do the unexpected. Praise God. We don't know how it's going to happen. Praise God. But we're going to pray about it. Amen. We're going to believe God for it. And he can do it however he wants to do it. It doesn't matter who he wants to do it with. Praise God. We want revival, Lord. Will you stand to your feet and praise him? Praise God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. That's it. Just praise him. He may do something now you never expected him to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When I got the Holy Ghost, I didn't get it at the altar call where people expect you to get it. I got it back in the pew. Like some of you. Amen. I'll expect that unexpected. Amen. I'm not done. You can be seated. Praise God. Don't get too excited. <laughs> I got the floor early today. Give me the floor early. I'm going to preach a little long. <laughs> I'd heard this story. I, 
I did not experience this, but I believe it to be true. It was uh, a brother, uh, was told to me, it was at Brother Jones Church in California. And there was a street person, man, that came to that service. Their service, and the service ends, and, and the man needs a ride home. And uh, he, uh, a young man tells him, says, I'll, I'll take you home. You know, just get into my car and I'll, and I'll help take you home. And uh, he was, he was uh, kind of a crippled up man. He's crippled up. And he gets into the car and uh, he's going to take him home. But while he's in the car... I don't know if it was while he was in the car or while he was getting out of the car, the man gets healed. He gets healed. Now, we would have expected the healing to take place in the service. But he didn't get healed in the service. He got healed in the man's car. <laughs> Amen. So the young man says, well, evidently says you can't go home now and he under you know a lot of people gather at the pizza place so he takes the man to the pizza place and evidently those at the pizza pizza place knew this man too and the the crippled man also they they knew him or were aware of him amen and when he takes him in there and they see the miracle of this man Everybody in that pizza place received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We don't expect it to happen that way. But I'm telling you, when we're serving God, and when God is leading us, hallelujah, we can expect some unexpected things to happen. Shout praise the Lord, somebody. They don't have to get the Holy Ghost here. They can get it in your home. Hallelujah. They can get it anywhere. Amen. Amen. We shouldn't be shocked when God does some things that are just out of the ordinary. Amen. Now you can stand. And I want our baptismal, amen, ladies to get ready if someone would take them back there. Praise God and help them we'll be back in this room back over here and uh, if we turn the pumps off you can't put it on the screen right brother I you can put it on the screen if they turn the breaker off okay don't turn the breaker off okay they help them we're going to be baptizing them in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ hallelujah see I wasn't expecting three of them Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we got to expect the unexpected. Now some of you before this message wasn't expecting God to do some things. But now that you know that he can do the unexpected or that he often does, why don't you ask him to do it? Say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. And help me, Lord, not to put you in a box. 
Because that's what we often do with God many times is we put him in a box. And if he doesn't do it a certain way, we have a hard time accepting it or allowing it or even recognizing it. Even recognizing it. Amen. But if we ask him, Lord, And I don't know what you're praying for. It could be for your children. It could be for healing in your body. It could be for a situation. Whatever it is. Don't put God in a box where you're expecting him to do it a certain way. And that you can't hear his voice. You see, some people feel like, well, God can only speak to me this way. But he can speak to you in sundry ways. Amen. Different ways. He speaks to us through nature. He speaks to us through messages. He speaks to us through one another. He speaks to us through his word. <laughs> so don't put him in a box when you're praying for something. See, some of you, you know, we get worried if things don't work out the way we think they ought to work out. I just, I just want to say this, you know, sometimes we pray for our, might be praying for our children and, and they're coming back to God, but they may not be coming back to God the way we expect them to be coming back to God. And so we just throw in the towel or we just brush it off. But I'm here to tell you, God can do it in a way that you may not recognize what he's doing. So don't kill what he's doing. Amen. You say, yeah, but it's not. They, they, they start going to church, but it was that's, that's, that's the start of church. At least they're going, praise God. Can you shout praise the Lord? Amen. Hallelujah. So let's not put him in a box. But let's allow him to do some things differently. And the way maybe we never thought it would happen. He's able to do it. You believe that? If you believe that, will you raise your hand today? Hallelujah. Now will you just raise that other hand? Oh, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, God, we love you. We thank you for loving us. We thank you for loving us, Lord, to do things for us that we've not even asked you for, Lord, that we've not even expected, oh God, but yet you've done them anyway in our lives. We glorify you and we praise you, Lord. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We glorify you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Will you just 
Can I get us to do this one thing before we baptize today? Will you, with the person next to you, find somebody? Come on up here, Shelby. Praise God. Just find somebody. Lay your hand on their shoulder. Hallelujah. And let's pray for one another that God will help us to expect the unexpected and allow Him to work in unexpected ways. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Bless Shelby, Lord. Touching God. Move in His life. Work in His life, Lord. We thank you for Him, God. This church, Lord. We love you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We glorify you, God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go ahead, sing it.